Welcome to The Intuitive Customer, where we discuss how you can improve your customer experience and your bottom line by embracing behavioral economics. And now, here are your hosts, world-renowned thought leader on customer experience, Colin Shaw, and Professor Ryan Hamilton from Emory University. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Intuitive Customer Podcast um, with myself, Colin Shaw, and... I am Ryan Hamilton. You certainly are Ryan Hamilton. Um, you better be, otherwise I'm on the wrong podcast. Uh, today we're going to take a business issue um, and uh, we're going to l- talk about the business issue, give you an example, and then going to start to sort of pull it apart and go, why is that happening? And the business issue that we're going to be discussing today is why do customers change their minds? What is it about customers that makes them change their minds and I guess you know what can we do about it and I think Ryan you've got an example of that that you want to share with us yeah so uh, believe it or not psychologists have studied this specifically um, I'm going to tie this back to, to one of the themes that we've talked about in a number of, of episodes this idea that people have more than one way of making a decision that we kind of have two minds that exist within us, a, a, an intuitive automatic system and a, a more logical, rational, um, slower thinking system. So let me, let me tell you about the, the study that was run, this example. Um, and then we'll, we'll tie it back to, to what this means for, uh, uh customers changing their minds in, in regular business context. So in this study, they invited, um, I think it was all young women. They invited uh, college-age women into to the study, and they had them evaluate one of several posters. Um, and there were two conditions randomly assigned. Uh, in one condition, people just saw these posters, and they got to pick one, um, choose it, and they got to take it home with them. Um, they could put it up on their dorm wall or do whatever they wanted to with it. Uh, in the other condition, they also got to take home a poster, but first they had to really analyze these posters so they had to really think about it they had to list off the reasons why they liked or didn't like each poster it was a whole procedure and at the end of it uh got their poster got to take it home so they they tracked these people and they contacted them a couple weeks later to find out how they liked their poster and whether they still had it up on their wall and, and whether they regretted choosing it one of these groups um liked the poster a lot more than the other one when they followed up with them two weeks later. Any guesses, Colin, as to which group? Logic would say it's the one that analyzed them. That's that's what logic would say. It should have been that group. They really put in their time and effort. Uh but it wasn't. Um that group uh, ended up liking their posters less. They were less likely to have hung them on the wall. If they did, they were more likely to have taken them down. Just not as oh. uh, uh, didn't like them as much as the other group. Uh, yeah. And that the reason comes down to this kind of two minds approach. Um, the, the, the big reason, one of the big reasons that people change their minds, I think, in my opinion, is when they engage in a different way of thinking when choosing the option than they do when consuming the option later. So how do we consume a poster that's on our wall. How do we appreciate it? How do we evaluate it? Well, probably pretty intuitively, right? If it's yeah. a, a nice pic- art picture on the wall, then um, we just we enjoy the aesthetics of it. it. It gives us some comfort as we pass it in the morning. Um, 
the these experimenters essentially forced people into a more rational mode when they were evaluating the poster in that one condition. They had to list out all the reasons. They had to think about it really analytically, and that's that's kind of not the way we evaluate artwork yeah. in our homes. So, yeah. so if we're going to look at uh, reasons customers change their mind, that's at least one of the approaches that I would encourage us to take. Are people changing their minds because they're actually of different minds? We're deciding with one mind and then appreciating with the other mind later. If so, that's going to cause a conflict a lot of time. So this goes back into, uh, A, you've used the magic word, intuitive, which is there the name of the podcast. There you uh, go. So the name of the, our book, um, to put a small plug in there. Um, but for those people that haven't heard us talk about this before, this is the whole concept around um, having an intuitive system of de decision making and a rational decision of decision making. So the intuitive side is effectively like a gut reaction. We've done podcasts on this in the past. You may want to go back and listen to them. I would suggest that strongly suggest you do because this is really important. The rational side is the moral of the logical uh, side of side of things. The Intuitive Customer Podcast is brought to you by Beyond Philosophy. Since 2002, Beyond Philosophy has been helping organizations improve their customer experience through their consulting, training, and research services. Find out more at beyondphilosophy.com. That's beyondphilosophy.com. I know, Ryan, when we've talked about this before, um, you've talked about cognitive depletion which sounds a very grand term, which basically means I'm tired. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. way, way to simplify that, Colin. Um, <laughs> somewhere there are dozens of PhDs crying into their coffee. <laughs> they built their careers on this. Yeah, sorry. yeah, I'm sorry about that. There you go. Um, so maybe can you just explain that in the in the context of the sort of that intuitive and rational system and, and how sure. that would apply how that would apply here, sure. Uh, i.e. So, why, why are customers changing their mind because of cognitive depletion? So uh, uh, depletion, real quick, is relying on this idea that the, the, the more rational system that we have to make decisions um, consumes cognitive resources. So it's not free. We have to feed some fuel into it in order to get it to run properly. Um, and depletion just says that from time to time, if we've been working that system too hard, we can actually run short on fuel. Um, and mostly it's been studied in the context of um, self-regulation. So this idea of um, kind of exercising self-control. Uh, and so, you know, if we've been exercising a lot of self-control, then we deplete our resources and we're not able to exercise further self-control. Um, in, in the context of um, why people change their mind – uh, again, it's it's more about this match between um, the decision-making mind and the consumption mind. And depletion can shift us uh, towards the intuitive side uh, in either of those instances. So if, we, um, if, if we're in a very distracting environment when we're making our choices, then there's a good chance that we're not making that choice analytically and rationally. Um, and we'll be more likely to rely on that intuitive side because we're, de we're depleted we don't have the resources to bring to bear in order to to fuel that um analytic mind 
if when we consume, we're consuming it in a very rational, analytic way, right? If this is the type of, of product or offering where we're really going to be fully engaged cognitively when we're using it, well, then that creates another mismatch, right? So now we're deciding intuitively and, and consuming rationally, and that'll also cause a problem. Yeah, so a, a good example of this was uh, um, a client we were working with in the home improvement industry. Um and who effectively had um, a group of salespeople going out selling to clients, uh, their customers, uh, in the evenings. Um, and one of the things that sort of uh, struck us as we started to look at redesigning their experience was that they were asking their customers, and I'm now going to just put it in my layman's terms, they were asking their customers to do a lot of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um at, at, at night when they've just spent the whole day at work thinking um and therefore this sort of cognitive depletion i.e they're just tired and you end up just going i'm just going to say yes just to you know because i can't be bothered to argue with you anymore or or i'm just going to use um, my intuitive system system my gut reaction uh to go yeah i think this is a good thing uh, rather than um, try and you know analyze the situation because I'm just I'm just too tired, and then what happened the next day is that when the customers wake up and, and obviously not all of them by any means but too many of them I guess is the best way of describing it uh, would would contact the, the organization and go hey not really sure if I should have made that choice. Yeah. Um, uh, and, I, and I think that's a sort of a, a real life practical example um, of of where that can where that can happen. Um, and, and, you know, the, the, this is sort of intuitive, rational um, bit is really interesting in making in customers changing their minds, uh, because this is where your rational side come in and go, hold on, um, you know, don't don't actually spend the money on that because it's too expensive or um you know it's the wrong um the wrong specification or um so on and so forth and and that goes against what your your in your gut reaction would would be we're so pleased that you're listening to this episode of the intuitive customer as a listener we want to offer you a free download of colin's ebook unlocking the hidden customer experience take advantage of this free offer being made available only to listeners of this podcast do it now just go to beyondphilosophy.com slash podcast and follow the link for the free book that's beyondphilosophy.com slash podcast there's a big mistake that people make in terms of thinking that either the rational mind is the right way to do it or that the intuitive mind is the right way to do it. So I, I know that there are firms who have, for example, moved away from traditional market research and started leaning heavily on um, fMRIs and brain scans and that kind of thing because they, they want to get at the true way that their customers are making decisions. And it's it's not one or the other. It's, it's both and it depends. So um, – the key to understanding why customers change their mind from this perspective is, you know, as you noted in, in your story, it's really about the problem occurs when people switch, right? So if 
if they had made their decisions intuitively and then kind of stayed in this intuitive mode throughout as they were evaluating that purchase, it wouldn't have caused a problem. But because this this is a, a, a big high ticket item for, for a lot of families, um, this is a, a, a very long lasting and expensive product, there's going to be some rational thought applied to it. And so if you start them off in an intuitive mode and then later they're going to reevaluate it from a rational mode and then later they're going to reevaluate it from it, that's where you're going to get these uncertainties that, that arise, right? And so is yeah. there a way to involve kind of both sides at the beginning or is there a way to try to encourage customers to stay in the same mindset throughout? These are the things that will reduce um, customers changing their mind. And I, and I think that going on to that, that, that starts to talk about the design of the experience. Yeah. And also starts to talk about understanding your customers much more. So let me give you an example, uh, in this, in this field. Um, so one of the things that we started to look at, um, uh, and to discuss, uh, was, you know, um, should we be asking what time the customer gets home to allow them some time to mm. um, relax? Should yeah. we be asking the customer, you know, when they are likely to be most relaxed? Is there a particular, you know, day of the week? Are they doing some form of shift work? Uh, but, you know, trying to find out the times when the customer wouldn't be tired uh, and therefore then, uh, designing the experience around that becomes an important aspect of uh, of this. Or the other part of it was um, um, that if you knew that this was going to happen, then what could you do prior uh, to the customer picking up the phone and going, hey, I've decided to cancel mm. the order? You know, um, what could you do prior to that to reinforce the decision that was 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 made the evening before? Um, because, again, you know, it, but that for me is all about understanding. And you, to your point, Ryan, that the customer is going to be feeling these two things or in having these two different mindsets uh, and flitting between the two. Uh, and therefore, you if you understand that and you understand where that's occurring, then you can design your experience to um, um, to to try to minimize the amount of times that customers change their mind. Right. Uh, or, or alternatively, as you mentioned before, to appeal to both sides um, differently. Right. We know that that uh, the in, intuitive side of, of your mind is going to respond to different types of information, different types of arguments. Um, then the more rational side will. Yes. And you figure out where your customers are likely to be uh, and meet them where they are. Uh, yes. So give them these intuitive arguments when they're in that mode and the more rational arguments when they're in that mode. The Intuitive Customer is being brought to you by Beyond Philosophy. Your frontline teams should be trained on how they can practically influence customer decision using some of the psychological techniques discussed in these podcasts. To understand Beyond Philosophy's unique approach to the training of frontline teams, just go to beyondphilosophy.com slash employee training. That's beyondphilosophy.com slash employee training. We've talked a bit about this uh, depletion, cognitive depletion, or just feeling tired, but the same applies, doesn't it, when customers are feeling distracted. So yes. 
uh, if the kids are all running around, you've got five kids running around the place and they're all screaming and shouting and you're trying to concentrate, the chances are you're not going to be able to do that. And therefore, again, you can make make a bad decision. Is that right? Yeah, I wouldn't even say a bad decision. Um, just going to make an intuitive decision. decision. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you're later going to be evaluating this in purely intuitive um by purely intuitive means it you may end up making a better decision because it'll be a better match to what you want later on um but it certainly will not be kind of a thought out rational decision it, there are also cases where uh, it's not even about resources cognitive resources it's about motivation so um if this just seems like a really uninteresting or trivial purchase to me i just may not be willing to think much about it right now uh, if that changes later and my motivation level increases, then we can expect um, me to evaluate it in a different way. Right, right. Okay, um, so uh, I think that's about um, the lot here, unless there's anything else, Ryan, that you wanted to um, into throw into the to the mix. There, um, well, there's, there's a, a fun little thing. Uh, it doesn't relate directly back to the two-system model, okay. but I'll, I'll, I'll leave this as just another way of trying to understand buyer's remorse or, or customers changing their mind. Uh, there was a, a fun paper uh, that came out uh, several years ago, uh, and, and part of the title was um, uh, When Choosing Feels Like Losing. Uh, and they documented the fact that um, because of loss aversion, this idea that losses loom larger than gains and, and that uh, people feel losses ex- um, uh, more acutely than they do gains, sometimes when you consider more than one option at length, you can form, they called it option attachment. You can kind of become yeah. enamored of, of multiple options. And the more you ruminate on it, the more you think about these things, then the harder it is to give up on any of them. So in one of the studies, they had people evaluate um, beach vacations. So, yeah. hey, you need to go on vacation. Here are these options. And they gave them differing lengths of time to think about it. And if you really had to think about these vacations and really project and, and imagine going – then when it came time to finally choose, you were kind of miserable either way because you knew that you were not going to be going on the other vacation. Um, right. So so one final uh, uh, approach, kind of way of understanding this is, is again, there's, sometimes there's kind of an emotional component to the mind changing where, um, you know, if, if you gave people too many attractive options and gave it to them in a, in a setting where you kind of encourage them to really imagine having those options or, or, or getting to use or buy them, um, there could be this bizarre backfire effect where, where people have this option attachment and they, they don't want to end up giving up any of them. And then um, that becomes kind of painful. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, I can imagine that, that happening. Mind so you, that's... Um, quickly and move on. Uh, yeah, that, that's the whole thing about, isn't it? Oh, that book I, I read a little while ago, uh, The Paradox of Choice and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, if we haven't talked about that yet on the podcast, I'm sure we will. Yeah, no, I think we should actually. That's um because I think I mean that's part of the issue nowadays, isn't it? There's so many so many choices of things. But um as you say, maybe we should talk about that uh on a on another podcast. So thanks for uh, everybody listening. Um and we look forward to hearing you on the next uh, Intuitive Customer podcast. Thanks very much. Thanks everybody. This has been The Intuitive Customer with Colin Shaw and Professor Ryan Hamilton. But it doesn't end here. Just go to beyondphilosophy.com slash podcast to find all of our shows, access free tools and resources, and subscribe, won't you? That way you'll never miss a show. 
That's beyondphilosophy.com slash podcast. And we'll talk with you next time on The Intuitive Customer.